This is the episode that you have been waiting for for quite some time because we have not dove into and talked about hair loss and really what you can do about it in a while. I stumbled upon Faraz Khan listening to my very dear friend, Karen Martell's podcast, The Other Side of Weight Loss. And then of course, Nat Nidham, who is a rock star in the biohacking world. They both had Faraz on and it piqued my interest. I was like, what is this guy talking about? And what is his system all about at Fully Vital? And I reached out and I talked to him. He sent me the complete system. I've been using it myself because my hair has been breaking off. And this guy is just a rock star in the hair place. He's a former computer scientist turned longevity educator, speaker, and biohacker. He has a kick-ass podcast called Anti-Aging Hacks, which I was a guest on as well. He turned from helping large media, life sciences, and pharma companies to helping everyday people beat back the scourge of aging. And he went through his own hair loss journey as well. So it's not just us ladies, guys go through it. And you know, that whole pain to purpose story, when you go through something, you come out on the other side with answers for people that are walking that same walk. So please enjoy this amazing hair loss, hair thinning podcast with my guest Faraz Khan. Are you finally at your wits end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. Faraz, thank you so much for coming on here. I talked a little bit about my experience with you and your products in the introduction, but I can't wait to dive into it a little bit more because I mean, I'm very open with my hair and I tell everybody like these are extensions. People are like, I love your hair. I'm like, these are extensions, girlfriend. Just, But with that being said, the reason why I have extensions goes back about 20 years to my hypothyroidism. And with my thyroid condition, even now that I'm optimized, my hair just won't grow and it won't be nice and thick and long and beautiful like I like it to be, which is why I get the extensions. But we know that that can do damage as well on top of the hypothyroidism. So we're just going to get into a whole bunch on this show today. And I'm just so grateful that you're here because so many of my listeners, so many of my patients deal with hair loss and it's it's really just mentally debilitating and and I heard your story too which I'm going to ask you to go into about your thoughts per day you know 70,000 thoughts 60,000 of them are about your, the hair that you're losing that is you nailed it you are absolutely correct so enough of me talking thank you so much for coming on I just can't wait to talk about you your products your the hair loss everything surrounding it for my people for my listeners that's great, Amy. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to be able to talk to your listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have to start with your story because hair loss mainly, I want to say, and this could be totally incorrect, I want to say that hair loss is really more mentally debilitating for women. But then I heard your story and I'm like, well, wait a minute, it hit him just the same way. And this was really bothering you. So can you tell the listeners your story and how you came into this space? Totally, totally. I was a young college kid, about 20, 21 years old, like on top of the world, confident. I was on the soccer team. So I was, you know, I had a chip on my shoulder and I just wanted to be cool and talk to all the ladies and, you know, get cool girlfriends. But uh, as fate would have it, one day I was shampooing my hair and I looked down on my hands and to my horror, absolute horror, 
there was a lot of hairs in my hands and I freaked out on a scale stress went up from a scale of or went to a 10 out of 10 and I started thinking about what could be causing this like what did I do uh, first of all what why do I deserve this whatever this is going on and what did I do and so I looked into does my family have it and so my parents my dad's side, beautiful hair, like lots and lots of hair. My grandfather had a lot of hair at 90 years old, right? Uh, but my mother's side, severely lacking. All three of my uncles, my mother's brothers, bald. And I go, oh my goodness, that's where it's come from. This is my fate. This is my destiny. There's nothing I can do. I was really depressed. And so I tried everything you can imagine. I tried things that you should not be doing, like putting egg yolks in your in your hair. I was doing like onion juice. I was doing yogurt in your hair. It's it's don't do it folks. It's you can't stay consistent with that with that. It's not it's not going to work. I also went to I did bio, biotin and shampoos. I also went to a holistic ayurvedic practitioner that concocted these oils for me, right? Hair oils. I'm like, "Cool, I can put them on." Not a big deal. The problem was they smelled the whole house up. Like the bathroom would smell, the bedroom would smell, and he would tell me to put them on and leave them on overnight. I'm like, my pillow is smelling through the, you know, I put a towel and the pillow is smelling through the towel. Like this is not sustainable either. So, but I used them because I didn't have any options. And so I will say that they did slow down my loss, but they didn't stop it. And so just, it just kept getting worse and my confidence kept cratering. And I remember uh, somebody had told me, I think my grandmother, that when you shave off peach fuzz on your face as, as men are starting to develop beards, it comes out thicker and coarser. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that applies to my scalp. So I resorted to shaving my scalp every eight months, shaving my head off. I was so desperate, right? And I don't look good with a shaved head. I'll just tell you this. But I would shave it on a Friday evening after work. So for the two days after, I could have a small stubble so I didn't look so weird. Right. Anyway, this was where what I was going through. I would think about it all day long, all day, every day. All The only thing I thought about was my hair. And then really quick, so getting worse and worse, right? Just not trying to find a way out of it. At some point, I, was, I think I was 26 at this age. I called a hair transplant. I called many hair transplant surgeons because I thought, this is it. Let me go get a transplant and I'm going to be over with it, right? Went in, beautiful lady doctor. She said, hey, you're not a candidate for hair transplant. I'm like, why not? She goes, because you're not completely gone in any one area. So if I transplant hairs, it's going to cause shock loss. You're going to lose more. I'm like, please, no more loss. So I uh, didn't do that. But then she said, I've got a different solution for you. And it's called finasteride, which is a pharmaceutical that helps slow down or even stop hair loss for a lot of men. And I said, why, why hasn't anybody told me about this? Yeah. And then she says, oh, I, got, I just got to tell you about the side effects. And I go, okay. And she says, you can have some problems down there. And I go, wait, I'm at the peak of my, you know, right. prowess. Like I can't have problems down there. She goes, well, some men do. And because of that, I said, no, I'm not going to do it. So I went home. But a week later of finding lots of hairs in my pillow this whole week, I called her back and I said, I'll do it. Just write the prescription. I'll take the risk. It's reversible, right? She goes, yeah, for the most part. I said, don't tell me anymore. I'll just take the risk. So I used it for 10 years, 11 years. And when I was starting my podcast a few years ago, I said, you know what? I need to be, I would like to be natural. Not that there's anything wrong per se with pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. uh, they've got their place. And uh, I just want to be natural. And it's not like I had great, fantastic results either. It was still kind of losing it. I still thought about hair all day long. And so the, the good thing about having a podcast is you can talk to a lot of experts in the area. So I remember I traveled to Thailand for a big hair loss conference, met all the OGs, the top doctors in the space, the stem cell experts, exosomes, PRP, hair transplant docs. Then I came back to Los Angeles and then I visited all of these doctors individually. And I went behind the scenes. They showed me transplants being done. I'm not going to name names, but went into to go see PRPs being administered and exosomes and stem cells. I saw it all. And then I came home and I read lots and lots of scientific papers. What I was trying to figure out was this. Why aren't natural approaches working? Like what's wrong with them, right? They, by and large, they weren't working. And so why is it that you don't hear, oh my God, this supplement did it for me or this one thing did it for me? You hear kind of little stories here and there. And so after doing a lot of research and asking a lot of people, I said, I had this big idea that if you could combine something on the internal, like you need something inside your body. If you could do a supplement on the internal, if you could do something on the external, which is a serum, makes sense. 
But what if you could stimulate hair follicles in more ways, in multiple ways to really give them everything they need? And so that's how we came up with the whole system that we have at Fully Vital, where we use four different ways to stimulate your hair follicles to give them the best darn chance of growing. Mm -hmm. So that's how we came up with the products. And that's my story. Wow. That's a lot too, because I know, well, number one, I mean, finding those hairs in your hand, on your pillow, I hear that so often from my patients and I will get literal pictures of someone with a a ball of hair in their hand saying, this is what came out today. How do I stop this? I am losing my mind in in addition to my hair. That's, it's really tough mentally to go through that because like you said, you don't, there's not a definitive solution out there yet. And until I ran into your product, there's not a definitive solution out there that works that doesn't come with a host of side effects. So with finasteride, I've heard about suicidal ideations. And I mean, there it, it comes with a host of side effects because it is a medication. So while it might work, there's side effects. And then your big boys, your big players on the market, like Rogaine and Minoxidil-Propecia, you stop using that, your hair falls back out. So it's almost like a lifetime commitment to doing something and putting chemicals on your scalp and who knows whether it works or not as well. You went, you really did go through a lot. And, and again, I, I find this a blessing because what you went through, you are now in the space helping others. Like many of us are pain to purpose story. You're now in this space, helping others with, something that really actually works. And we're going to we're going to get into the whole fully vital line and my experience with it in a little bit here, but I want to kind of keep going down the rabbit hole of what causes the hair loss. So for you Froz, what did you ever find out was it just genetics or was there a, a root cause? Did you have your thyroid tested, dihydrotestosterone, anything like that tested? Yeah, no. I didn't even know about these things back in the day. I didn't know that you could have a DHT test. This was a long time ago, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was just operating blindly. I know that we had moved uh, two or three months prior to when I had a lot of hair loss. So, And and I'll get into COVID and and big changes in your life that cause thinning. Um, But that was one that I recognized could have been causing now looking back, but also hormonal aspects, like they're prevalent in in my family. And my mother gave me the gift of hair loss. And at that time, she wasn't complaining because she was still, I don't know, in her 30s, 40s, maybe. But later on, she started complaining. She's like, hey, I've got a lot of thinning right up in the hair, right in her part, which is very typical with menopausal thinning or hormonal thinning. So looking back now, I can think about, okay, there were two or three reasons why I was losing my hair. And now I can piece it together. But at that time, I couldn't think straight. You know. And the other thing I'll say is the reason why a lot of, especially women, women, it's almost always like a little bit more complicated with women, right? I don't know why, but hair loss, because we were talking on our podcast, Amy, is women have more autoimmune issues, for example. But with hair loss, what happens is there's many reasons for, for hair thinning, and women seem to get multiple reasons for the hair thinning. And so if they try one thing, then it doesn't work because there's a, another factor that you haven't maybe looked into or addressed, right? For men, it's 90% or more is just hormonal. If you block the hormone and you can have, you can at least stop the progression of hair loss. But for women, there's typically multiple reasons that are causing the hair loss. And so you've got to have a multifactorial system or a process that goes after many things. I agree. And I'm so happy that you mentioned that because that was going to be my next question as well. Oftentimes when it comes to hair loss, I immediately hear, well, it must be my thyroid and we have to change my thyroid medication and thyroid, thyroid, thyroid. And I go, there are so many different factors to hair loss. So I'm going to let the expert go into all those different factors. So thyroid aside, we know hypothyroidism, we know autoimmune. Let's go through all of the other factors that can be contributing. And like you said, stacking one on top of the other. Totally. So the number one reason, the number one biggest reason for hair loss in women, just like it is in men, is because of the hormones. And let me explain what that means. As you know very well, and your listeners know very well, Amy, is as women start to age, especially in their 30s and beyond, the hormones start to shift, especially the female hormones. And so estrogen and progesterone start to decline, right? This leads to a relative imbalance with testosterone, not an absolute, but a relative imbalance. What that does, it triggers 
that pathway of testosterone converting to DHT or dihydrotestosterone. The DHT is the known bad guy, bad hormone, the bad androgen, so to, so to speak, that is implicated with men's hair loss and also in the number one reason for hair thinning, which is which is uh, women's hair loss as well, female pattern hair loss. So DHT is the bad guy. And so that's the number one reason. And so what we have to do to address that particular reason is to slow down the conversion of testosterone to DHT. I fully believe that testosterone is a good hormone, both in men and in women. It's very important. But that conversion of the DHT into the DHT is what causes problems. And it triggers at random times. It's not like it's going to trigger when you're 30 or 38 or 45. It can trigger at any time, which is very, very interesting. To, to balance that or to address that, you have to reduce the conversion, at least. That's number one. The second reason for hair loss, and this causes a lot of shedding, is uh, when you have a big physical or physiological change in your life. So think about this, COVID, right? Or you're changing, uh, moving to a different house. You lost a job or a loved one passed away or you had surgery. These are big shocks to your system. And what your body does, it responds to that big shock and says, I'm not sure what's going on, but we're under attack, we're under threat. So I'm going to pull all, I'm going to pull away all the core resources that I have into the core organs. So it pulls the most expendable thing, let's be honest, in your body is your hair. Like it doesn't matter about for your survival if you have hair or you don't. Mm-hmm. And so the body says, What can I let go of? And your hair, by the way, requires a lot of energy, a lot of energy, because all of those hundred thousand follicles are growing every single day. And so Body just pulls back a lot of hair shifts from the growth phase into the resting phase. And to come back in the growth phase, it has to physically fall out. And so that's when people have this freak out moment and you have tons of hair falling out is because typically it's because of a big shocker that happened two, three months ago. Case in point, one of my friends got COVID a year and a half ago. No big deal. Came out of it. Three months later, big shock, right? Big loss, just hair just coming out on her hands. She is losing her mind in in no better words. And then, so we get together. She calls me, we get together for lunch. And I say, how's it going? And I look into her eyes and there's tears streaming down her face. And that told me everything I needed to know, right? She's like, I don't think it's going to stop. I think I'm going to have to shave it off and get a wig. Like what a terrible thing to think about all day long, right? And so we helped her with her products and we'll go into that later. But it's really at that moment of this big, big moments, you have to get after it with a lot of ways. And so once she started using the products four months later, she's happy. She's walking down the street. There's the winds blowing through her hair and she's totally happy about it. So that's the, that's the other big reason women lose hair, men and women lose hair. And then a smaller reason when it comes to stress is also ongoing, not crazy stress, but ongoing, like a seven out of 10 stress that will cause progressive ongoing hair loss, not just a big dump, but it's just, you're going to keep losing hair over the long time. That's a a third reason. And then the other one is also comes to, when it comes to nutrients, there's five big ones that are very important for hair. And I'm sure you know this, but being a folate, B12, vitamin D, iron, and zinc. These are the big five when it comes to hair health and not losing your hair. So one of my friends lives in LA 31 years old, young, right? So no hormonal aspect calls me up and says, I'm losing my hair. I've been losing it for six or seven months. Help me help. And so I get on the phone with her and I say, okay, what's going on? Tell me where you're, where you're up to. And she goes, well, I've been a little bit stressed because my coworker left. And so I'm covering for her. I show up earlier and I leave later. I'm like, okay, stress is ongoing stress. That's the thing. What else? What else have you done? And she goes, nothing. I'm just living my LA life. And she goes, oh, by the way, I went vegan. A few months ago, I'm like, oh, okay. So vegan deficiencies, obvious deficiencies in B9 or folate, B12, and iron. And so luckily our supplement has all three. I sent her the supplement and I said, you have to promise to do mindfulness practices to, to address your stress. Even though we've got stuff in the supplement adaptogens, we said, let's go overboard. Let's do a little bit more. And so she did that. And two months later, she's like, oh, it stopped. Thanks. I stopped thinking about my hair now. So those are some of the more common reasons for hair loss. Oh, we're definitely going to circle back to this veganism and the importance of protein here. But I want to I want to backtrack and ask, why is there that three-month lag time? Because I noticed that with myself when I had COVID. I got more, instead of the hair loss, I got the breaking, where literally it would just 
randomly a, a eight inch length hair would break off and be four inches long. So why is there that lag time of, of three months, whether it is post COVID or post stress? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, it's all to do with the hair cycle. So some practitioners or experts believe there's three phases to the hair cycle. Some people believe there's four. That's not important. What's important is that the growth phase or the antigen phase of your hair follicle, that's the most important phase. Your hair could stay in that growth once it starts growing, once the new hair starts growing, it could stay in that anywhere from five to seven years. So that's how long a typical hair should stay. And then, then what happens is that there's a 10-day window where the hair kind of detaches and says, okay, I'm disconnecting from the blood supply. So now the hair is no longer going to grow. It's not being fed by your body anymore. And then the third stage is a two-month window where the hair can be pushed out by a new hair coming up behind it, right? So it's going to fall out at its own discretion in the next two months. And if there's mechanical tension or you're pulling on your hair or you're brushing it a lot, then it might fall out earlier. But the point is it's kind of disconnected. It has nothing to do with what's growing. The actual hair that's growing is under it. Hopefully there's a new hair growing, right? That's going to push it out. And so that's why a lot of people see a big uh, discrepancy. But when you have that big shocker, it, it transitions your hair from the growth phase into the resting phase and over the catagen phase. And that's where people don't realize that that's what happened. And it goes into catagen and then telogen. And so it's just sitting there unbeknownst to you, but for the new hair to come out, that has to leave. And typically a lot of those hairs leave at the same time, about two, two and a half, three months in. And so that's why when you're shampooing, you're just like, I can't believe how much hair is coming out. Right. Exactly. And this is what I tell my patients that start on T3, and I don't know if you notice this as well with your clients, that when you increase the metabolism and you take someone out of that, that hypo state, when everything is low and slow, those phases of hair growth and the dormancy phase and the falling out phase, those phases tend to slow down. So then when you get that metabolism going again, it's just, it's more of a, of a perception, but it seems like everything just speeds up again. And so there's a catch up time where some patients will go, does T3 make your hair fall out? I go, it doesn't make your hair fall out, but now all of a sudden you're coming out of that hypo state. Do you notice that with your, your clientele as well, that maybe if they're improving their hormones, improving their thyroid, they actually feel better and their metabolism is increasing. Now they're dealing with the hair loss too. Yeah, totally. So by the way, for hair loss, both hypothyroidism and hyperthyroidism cause hair loss. Uh, that's documented in the scientific literature. Now, if you're hypo, what you'll do is you'll have thin, brittle hair and it's not going to be good quality and you're, you're going to experience ongoing loss. But a lot of patients that get on, or some patients that get on just T4, medication, they see an improvement about 12 months later, which seems like such a crazy long time for hair. But folks or women that are optimizing it sooner will see a little bit of an increased loss in the beginning. It, and it's perceived because a lot of these hairs are, are basically, they're in that resting phase now. So when you have new metabolism, new hair coming out, it's pushing out the old hair basically to make way for the new hair. And so that's what's going on. Even with our products, when when they use our system, a full system, women do experience a little bit more shedding in the beginning, but the shedding typically stops within three to five weeks and then new hairs start going up. Right. Yep. That's exactly what I see with my patients too. It's just, it, it will stop, but this is actually what we want is we want you and your body and your hair growth cycle to come out of that low and slow and dormant state so that we can get new growth and we can get the nutrients to the scalp and all of that good stuff that comes with it. Totally. So you had mentioned veganism. I love that you mentioned this because I would have asked you anyways. I am. I have a podcast that, that is actually entitled The Only Thing Worse Than a Vegetarian is a Vegan because I am so, unless you are doing it for religious purposes, I completely respect that. If you're doing it because you think it's good for your body to do, please stop because of all these deficiencies that occur. Now you had mentioned folate and B12, but what about, we'll get to those, but what about protein itself? How important is an adequate intake of protein for the quality of your hair? Quite important. If you don't, if you're not getting enough protein, 
you will experience hair thinning or hair shedding. So it's important. And, and people, women using collagen will tell us the quality of hair gets better as well. So that's, we can talk about collagen as well, but specifically with protein, it's very important in longevity with your hair to have the right amounts of protein. And typically, yes, with, with if you're vegan and you're not eating animal sources or you know not drinking whey or not drinking a protein shake, you are a high risk of, of being low in protein which then will translate to more hair falling out of your head. No doubt about it. Yeah, no, definitely. Now, isn't isn't the hair actually made up of amino acids? Amino acids, keratin, cysteine, there's many of those. There's, there's three layers to the hair follicle. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you've got to get a lot of them, the nutrients that help are in our supplement, but amino acids and protein, so important. And then of course, also to preserve that whole sheath of the hair follicles, very important to use clean beauty products that don't have chemicals that are not stripping out the moisture that are not harsh in your scalp that are not adding more oxidative stress to your scalp or your hair follicles have to deal with these chemicals coming in so it's a it's a whole science and we got to take care of our hair but it starts with what's in your body first you have the right nutrients you got the protein you got the amino acids so your hair has what it needs the follicles have the actually the the materials raw materials to make the hair and then once it comes out we got to take care of it on the outside as well right right absolutely now you had mentioned the the different nutrients so let's circle back to those because we had talked about this on your podcast as well just i use the analogy of your customers your clientele overdoing biotin because everybody out there thinks that biotin is going to be the answer for their hair my clientele will overdo selenium because everybody thinks that you take a bunch of selenium and your thyroid will magically be optimized. What do you see? So let's go back to those nutrients that you talked about. And also not only if they are deficient in some, but what happens if they overdo some like selenium and iron? So let's go through all those. Totally. So the, there are some ingredients that you have to be in the Goldilocks zone. And I was talking to you earlier on my show in that vitamin A, too little vitamin A, too much vitamin A, you're going to lose hair. Very important, right? Mm-hmm. Selenium, too little, too much, you're going to lose hair. Established scientific studies, iron, too little, too much, you're going to lose hair. The B vitamins are a little bit, bit more forgiving. You could have a little bit more, but your body can just, uh, it, because they're water soluble, you can feed them out. But the, the three that I talked about, you want to be in the Goldilocks zone, which so it's important for you to measure what's going on. We actually reduced selenium in our supplement because the first version, we had 60 micrograms, I believe, of selenium. And now we've dropped it to about 25 because we got two women called us and said, hey, I measured and I have high selenium, which they're the outliers but we've dropped it down since because we want to be in the Goldilocks zone for a lot of these. Like, I think you were mentioning this, Amy, your body knows exactly what to do. It's beautiful. It's magical. It knows how to heal, but you can't just throw stuff at it and expect it to figure it all out. Right. Right. You have to have all the support coming from all different angles. And one thing I didn't know is about vitamin D. Of course, I know that vitamin D is important for hormone balance and for energy and immune system function, but I didn't know it was directly correlated to hair as well. Yeah, totally. Totally. It's very interesting because when people, especially maybe living in colder climates or Michigan or somewhere, they're hanging out at home indoors the whole winter. And then they go out to San Diego. I was talking to a trichologist friend of mine. This person actually uses uh, microscopes to look at people's scalps. And he was telling me that when these folks come in for an evaluation at the beginning of the trip, hair is pretty thin. It, it looks okay. Then they spend five days in the San Diego sunshine on the beach. They come back. In those five days, the hair, he can see like small, minute, the, the shaft is getting thicker because there was more vitamin D in the system. And that blew me away. And he showed me before and after pictures of the same person five days after. And they have a beautiful tan too, by the way. They're feeling good about life. But you can see the, the micro changes happening in the scalp. The other nutrients I mentioned is we've got so many of them, but the the B vitamins are, are especially important. Folate, uh, we talked about, and vitamin B12, those are important as well. And then uh, iron and ferritin, as we had discussed in our, on my show as well, those are important. And then we've got, we're adding magnesium to our supplement. And also we've got what we really believe in. We've, we want to 
balance the DHT, as we talked about, right? So right. testosterone to DHT conversion, we've got multiple, I guess, powerful ingredients that help balance the conversion to so reduce the DHT in your body. So we've got that as a pathway that we're targeting. In addition, we want to help support proper blood circulation. And so endothelial health is important to us and the circulation is important to us because your body has to carry the oxygen. And if you think about your hair follicles, they're the furthest away from your heart from a gravity standpoint, right? Your body has to pump all of this blood up to your the top of your, your head. And these arteries are getting narrower and narrower and narrower. And a lot of us, we're, we're insulin resistance. We're not eating the right, we're eating too many carbs. And so what that does is that can damage arteries. And so imagine you're going in a one lane road and there's construction going on, right? It, it's going to back everything up. So everything, of course, works in tandem, but we focus on many pathways to, and also stress is a big one. So we balance the stress with some of the adapters we have in the supplement to make sure that we're calming things down and bringing them back to balance, but also supporting your hair where it needs to be supported. Right. So you mentioned high carbohydrate intake as well. So would, do you see a lot of type two diabetes and insulin resistance or just high glucose, high blood sugar affecting the quality of hair as well as, you know, but when I say hair loss, I'm kind of tying in the hair thinning component too. And then my situation of hair breaking the whole hair quality thing. Do you also see tied to insulin resistance and high sugar intake? Yeah. So what we see that when you have insulin resistance, then you have a higher propensity for the extra sugar in the body, sugar in the in your blood vessels and anywhere can attack or render proteins obsolete. So it can jam up a protein and then the protein basically becomes useless and proteins do everything in your body. So that's one thing we wanna avoid having too many sugars because there's proteins floating, floating around your bloodstream and sugars can attach to them. The second thing is sugar can also attack the blood vessels, the endothelium, the lining of your blood vessels, which makes it less elastic when you need to get blood out, when the heart pumps out blood, it makes it less elastic because now there's damage. And then that can lead long-term, that can lead to heart challenges and heart disease as well. But where we come to add this is sugar is damaging the blood vessels. It's reducing the blood flow that can go through arteries. And we already know it's hard to get up to your scalp because of gravity. And so we want to enable that as much as possible. The other thing we see with insulin resistance or too much Uh, sugar in the blood is that it can raise testosterone in women typically. And so testosterone is fine, but we want to be careful about the conversion of testosterone to DHT, which can, interestingly, it can trigger off at at different times for women. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I'm I'm a huge proponent of healthy, optimal testosterone levels in women, but we can measure if we do a Dutch test, we can measure dihydrotestosterone on blood as well. But we can do a Dutch test, your metabolites, to see if someone has that propensity to push down that 5-alpha reductase pathway into DHT, which I often see as well. Now, I use Saul Palmetto in my hormone fixer specifically for that blocking of conversion of testosterone to DHT. What, and I know you use that as well, what other nutrients are incorporated into your system that you try to block that? that pushing down that 5-alpha reductase pathway conversion to DHT. Totally, totally. We use three. So we use palmetto, which has been proven in scientific studies to help with that reduction. We also use pumpkin seed extract, which is important. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's a very cool, I believe a 2014 study that had fantastic results with pumpkin seed oil extract. Uh, So that's number two. And the third item that we use is nettle, nettle extract. That also helps, and I know you use that as well in some of your supplements, Amy. And so that helps reduce the conversion of testosterone to DHT. It's used uh, by men that have prostate issues, and typically high DHT can cause an enlarged prostate. And so we are using it for the purpose of reducing the conversion of testosterone to DHT, those three ingredients. Oh, that's amazing. I absolutely love it. Love it, love it. So when we're talking about DHT, kind of springboarding off of that, normally we see different kind of patterns of hair loss. Specifically, I'm I'm going to talk about the ladies because we know that the guys get the male pattern baldness, right? You'll start to see the receding hairline around their hair and then they'll get that little bald spot in the back. But for women, it can be the same, but you also see 
hair loss in different locations. Can you break down how, how important is the location of the hair loss and back of the head sides, all of that? Totally. It's, it's quite important. I think that this will surprise many people when you have hormonal hair loss, meaning from DHT, right? That's what I refer to hormonal. That is a progressive condition, meaning if left untreated for long periods of time, the follicle can actually shut down and become quiescent and not produce any hair, but possibly forever. So you could lose the follicle, which is why men, you see bald men that have shiny scalps, right? It's gone. It's not coming back. Mm -hmm. So that is the effect of DHT on the follicle. So if you have hormonal hair loss or DHT hair loss, you want to get on top of it as quickly as possible. All of the other, most of the other types of hair loss that I mentioned, stress-related, COVID-related, thyroid-related, nutrition deficiency-related, these cause hair shedding. But this hair, typically when you get everything right and your body's functioning properly, this hair will grow back, believe it or not. So even though we might be super worried about losing hair because of something that's going on, when you fix it and when you address that, that hair typically comes comes back. And so regarding this, the location of the hair loss, for men, as you know, the male pattern hair loss happens up at the top of your scalp and the mm-hmm. sides are spared and the back is spared. Same thing for women. The female pattern hair loss also happens, it happens uh, right around your part in the middle. So doctors describe it as a Christmas tree pattern. So you see your part starting to widen slowly and progressively. It's not tons and tons of hair, but it's slowly progressing over the years. And so when that part starts to widen, that's a good sign that it could be hormonal hair loss. The other thing that I ask women to do, a, a customer called me, she said, I, it's been slowly progressing over the last years. Last few years, I'm 48, so I'm thinking, okay, slow progression, about to get into menopause, so there's could be a hormonal aspect. So I asked her to do a simple exercise. I said, hey, why don't you, next time you're washing your hair, just whatever hairs are in your hand, stick them on the tiles. Stick them on the tiles, and if you see a difference in thickness in the diameter of the hair, that means there's possibly a DHT component that's thinning the hair slowly over time. And so that's a very good exercise that anybody can do from home to understand with good probability that they have DHT or hormone-related hair loss. Now, DHT hair loss, like I said, only happens in the front, may happen in the temples, can also happen along the hairline, but it will spare the sides and the back of your scalp. So if you're only losing hair at the top or you know in the parts or in the temples, then high likelihood of being hormonal. If you're losing hair everywhere, right? Like sides, back, everything, then it's something else typically. It could be a COVID or big stressor, small stressor, nutritional deficiency, thyroid, all of those. Okay. Yep. No, that totally makes sense. And we do so many different things to our hair. Like you and I were talking about mine. When I came to you and said, okay, here's my issues. You know, you kind of went through, here's all the damaging things that we do to our hair. And some of us can stop it. Some of us can't, especially if we're on camera all the time or giving speeches, right? So we can't stop the, the heat damage and the color and all that. But but what I love about your system that I've started using is it's easy to do. And I almost feel like, even though I just started, I almost feel like I'm doing something that I haven't done for my hair. I'm using the brush to actually stimulate the, the circulation, which, which I never do. I mean, especially with extensions, you don't, you don't really get in there and brush really well. You don't even even get in there and, and massage very well. But now that I'm using the entire system, I'm using the brush. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get some circulation going. I'm going to stimulate my scalp. And then, yes, you have the nutrient component with the supplement. You also have a serum that, thank God, is not oily. <laughs> I have tried other hair products in the past. You and I talked about it. And I couldn't even, I wouldn't use it. Number one, because the oil would make my extensions fall out. Number two, who the hell wants to go to bed with a head of oil, wake up and have to wash that out of your hair again before you get ready. Then even if you do wash it out, it's still there. So you still got that greasy texture to your hair. Yours is not. So I want to talk about, I know I just said a whole bunch of things there. I want to talk about the importance of actually stimulating the scalp And we already talked about the nutrient component. And then I want to get more into what are you using as a serum that can actually help with the hair as well? Totally. 
Love that question. So there is, like I said, the big idea that I had was if we were able to stimulate the hair follicles in multiple ways and give your body everything that it needs, then we have a good chance of getting your hair back. And I will I will never stand up and say that we get 100% results, right? Hair loss is still complicated, Amy. I want to say that we get the best results in the industry because we're going after it so many ways. And even within the supplement or the serum, if you compare us to others, you'll see why we're making such, uh, why we're getting such good results because the products are really good. Now, with, when it comes to stimulation, like you said, it's it's beautiful to use in the hairbrush. The number one question I get from women is like, there's no way in hell I'm brushing my hair, right? It's falling, or in your case, it's not falling, thankfully, but if it's falling, they're not touching it. They're scared. And yep. I was the same way. I wouldn't wash my hair for four days because I was too scared of touching my hair. In fact, this is super embarrassing, but in LA, uh, I'd go do steam or sauna after the gym in the evening and I'd come back and I'd think to myself, huh, could I just not wash it until tomorrow morning? Because if I wash it now, then it's going to fall out and then it's going to be greasy tomorrow morning or the oils will start coming back sooner. It's really bad, right? And so number one, brushing really helps. It activates blood flow circulation. The blood flow and circulation brings oxygen, nutrients to your scalp. So it's super important. And grandma also told you to brush your hair, which my grandma did and I ignored her when I was losing my hair. So it, it really helps. It's not going to make your hair fall out more, number one. Number two, we've got a roller that stimulates micro injury. Like you you talk about, um, or you see women online using derma rollers for their face. You can go get it from a aesthetic practitioner um, at a dermatologist's office, for example, that helps rejuvenate the skin. It helps rebuild new collagen. So you're basically de-aging the collagen on your scalp. You're also causing micro injury, which attracts growth factors, stem cells, all the healing things, the beautiful factors within your body that help regenerate new follicles. One study showed that men that were using a derma roller alone had 15% new hair growth, 15% just by using a roller. That's it, nothing else. So that was really uh, we have one of the reasons why we did that. And you use that a couple of times a week. Mm-hmm. Thirdly, the serum that you talked about, Amy, the serum, my God, it took us so long to get it together because we wanted to have all the good ingredients in there, the powerful ingredients, but it could not be greasy at all because I wouldn't even use it right. much less. And I shower uh, or I wash my hair every two or three days. And a lot of women I talk to, they're like, no, it's once a couple times a week. That's all we do. And so you have to respect where people are. And so it is very, very important for us to not have a greasy, even though we could have a couple of couple of ingredients that I loved, we had to remove them at the end because it was just greasy. And so from a serum standpoint, we block hormones, we block the effects of DHT on your scalp. That's super important, right? Because we do it internally with the supplement, but also we do it externally with the serum. Then it also calms down inflammation on your scalp. It, like I said, it helps. It has multiple nutrients that help improve the quality in the skin and like de-age the scalp to make it younger. And it's got nutrients that help penetrate into your scalp to get to the hair follicles where it's needed. And we're also adding a couple of super fun, super cool ingredients in the next few weeks. So the new serum's coming out as well. So I'm super excited to make even more powerful products. Very cool. So we could actually, because I have a derma roller, so I could derma roll my scalp and then put the serum on it to kind of give it like a little one-two punch too, kick it up a notch. Yeah, so perfect. I'm glad you brought that up. So when you do use the derma roller, what it does is besides causing the micro injury and new hair growth, it also opens up your channels temporarily. And so that is the perfect time to apply the serum because it can penetrate even more effectively. It can get into your follicles, which need all the goodies that we have. And then that can help rejuvenate your scalp and grow more hair. So thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, no, absolutely. Little little tricks, little tricks mm-hmm. of the trade. You now, know what about, up. because I'm, I'm just kind of thinking of, of skincare in general, of doing like the derma roller, putting on a serum and then standing in front of a red light. There's so many, I mean, I have, I have seen red light caps go into the thousands of dollars for yeah. your hair. What's the efficacy on that? I mean, have you really seen that make a difference or can we achieve the hair growth and the protection of our hair and the improvement of the hair quality without having to buy a $2,000 red light cap? So I will just say this, this might be controversial to the companies that sell 
the big helmets for two grand. Right. Red light has been studied. There's thousands of studies on it. I believe it is efficacious at certain wavelengths. So 660 nanometers, 840 nanometers. Those are pretty good wavelengths if you're looking to get the benefits of red light and infrared light therapy, right? So specifically with the red light therapy, there's there's hats that you can wear that have the, the red light diodes in them. There's helmets you can wear. And a lot of this stuff is just based on that frequency of the light. So it does. you don't need a helmet for $2,000 or $1,200. Anything that emits that light can't possibly help. A hat, I got mine from somebody in the United States from a friend. I, I believe I paid 500 and I used it for six months and I've never used it since. It's sitting somewhere in my closet. So the problem with these <laughs> devices is that you're going to be very motivated in the beginning and pretty soon you're going to put that away in the closet and you're never going to use it, right? So that's thousands of dollars that's sitting there. Can it help? I believe it can help. Now, I would like the studies to be better because a lot. My one of my good friends is a hair loss researcher. He writes papers on hair loss and why all the scientific methodologies and how uh, different things affect hair. And he's got really cool theories. But in discussing with him, he brought up something that really blew me away. A lot of these red light therapy companies for hair, they run their studies and ending or start the study starts at the end of summer and it ends around the start of winter. And typically humans, we shed hair going into the fall, right? So you at the end of summer, you're going to shed 10 to 15% of your hair, and then it's going to grow back. And so what these studies are doing is they're prolonging the hair that's hanging around at the end of summer. So catching that end wave of those hair, and they're prolonging them for three months. And they're saying, well, we have 15% more hair. So therefore the product or the, the laser therapy thing grew 15% more hair. It's not technically true, because when you stop doing that, it's going to fall out. But I it's fine. If you have one of those already, then you can use it. If you want to buy one, I'm not going to say no, it can help. But I just think that compliance is the problem with those. Right, exactly. And and I find that too. I mean, I have my red light in my bathroom. And, you know, when you first get it, you turn it on after every shower. And then after a while, you look at it, you go, man, I haven't turned that on in a couple of weeks, even, you know, because yeah, it's yeah. not, everybody wants that quick win. And even when we're talking about hair, quick can be you know three to six months i mean I, I when you're losing your hair you'll you'll take a full head of hair in six months so we want that that kind of quick win and i think the only way to get that is to do that multi-purpose approach that multifactorial approach where you're treating the inside you know obviously you're getting your thyroid and hormones optimize. That's number one. You're mm -hmm. actually addressing the DHT. You're addressing the nutrient deficiencies. You're stimulating the circulation and you're applying something directly to your scalp, like you, like your serum that can mm -hmm. actually start to, to work at the follicle level instead of just standing in front of the red light or putting it on your head. I'm with you. I, I'm not opposed to red light at all, but I think from a, a frugal economical standpoint, I would much rather use your complete system and hit it from all angles than spend a couple grand and again, roll the dice. Does this help my hair or not? Right, right. This, the four things that we do are so much more powerful than using a red light therapy, right? It's just, we're fixing, we're helping the insides. We're helping the outsides. We're stimulating. We're also following grandma's advice. So we're doing good for the world. And here's what we say. You see... Hair, a lot of companies will tell you, if you use our products, you'll see results in four to six months. And the reason also we created four products to stimulate and get in there is because people want to, they don't want to wait six months to see a result. That's kind of ridiculous, right? And so a lot of our consumers, customers will see results in 75 days even. So that's two and a half months. They'll start to see the hair quality change. They'll start to see thicker, fuller hair. And some of them will start to see new baby hairs coming out, right? And so that's what we want to get to. We want to get you results as quickly as possible. For that, compliance is important. Please use it every single day. And again, like unlike other companies, we we believe in our products so much that we give you a 120-day money-back guarantee, right? Four months since you buy the products. Other companies will give you a 30-day money-back guarantee. Like, who are you kidding? Like, it takes four months and you're giving me 30 days? And so... We hit it from both angles. One, we get we try to get you results faster because we're 
you know, doing multiple things. And we also give you enough time so that for whatever reason, if it doesn't work, uh, then you can return to us. Uh, we'll refund all of your money. That's crazy. That is an insane guarantee for us. So yeah, I would say you very much stand behind the quality of your products. And I can completely see why. I mean, like I said, I used your whole system today. I have the serum in my hair right now. And you wow. can see I styled it just the same, ladies. Yeah. I don't have a greasy head of hair up top. I style it just <laughs> the same. So that's amazing. That I that really speaks to you standing behind your products. Yeah, totally. And listen, I come to this from being a sufferer of hair loss. I spent a decade thinking about my hair every single day. And I don't want that to happen. And I also, the reason I also created these products to be so healthy and natural is because I wanted my mother to be able to use them, right? Because because men will typically be open to using pharmaceuticals more than women for whatever reason, right. at least the ones I've talked to. Um, but I would not have my mother use any of the pharmaceuticals. And so I wanted this to be something that I feel good, but also other women and other men can use and feel confident that we're not ripping them off. We're not stealing their money. We're not, you know, selling them a bill of goods that, you know, that they're left with stuck with after the fact. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, for us, can you tell listeners where they can find you, where they can find your products so that they can grab them? And then you did give a very generous 15% off discount code for my listeners, which is amazing. So I'm going to hand it over to you. Totally. Thank you. So the discount code is AMI15, A-M-I-E-15. You get 15% off all the products in our store. So what I would recommend is getting the three-month supply. One, it's a bundle. You get a big discount on that. And then you get 15% off on top because you're a listener of Dr. Amy's podcast. So that's what I would recommend. Uh, to get the products themselves, you go to fullyvital.com. That's F-U-L-L-Y, fully, V-I-T-A-L.com. That's where you get the products. Uh, you can see the entire line. We're also launching new products in the next couple of months. So you'll see those come in. And then personally, I host a podcast called Anti-Aging Hacks, where I interview experts like Dr. Amy on my show to help you live longer and look younger in the process. And that the link for that is, again, you can find that as Anti-Aging Hacks on Apple or Google or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And then uh, my Instagram is at Anti-Aging Hacks. And we'll put all of that in the show notes, of course, but I like to have Guests just say it out loud because we are a listening society. So Amy 15 gives you 15% off. That's amazing. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for coming on here. This is just a topic that I needed an expert on to talk about and deep dive into because I get these questions all the time from my ladies just suffering with hair loss. So I'm so happy that there's an answer. I'm so excited to continue using your products. I've been impressed thus far, totally impressed thus far. So happy, very impressed. So I will keep my listeners updated on my hair breakage issues as I will keep Faraz updated as well. But thank you so much for your time today, Faraz. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Amy. It's been an honor to come on your show. Thanks so much. We'll definitely have you back on.